This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. My guest today is Carissa Kuchis, also known as KK. Uh, she is the youngest female trainer for Tony Robbins, and this woman is an absolute firecracker. Every time I watch her, I feel like I get energy through her content on Instagram, and I think it's so wonderful that she's sitting here in front of me via Zoom, and we get to have this conversation and share her energy with you today because I know your life's going to be transformed after listening to her. Um, she has an air of tenacity. She has some very good lady balls to show up and get out there. And especially in the last few months where most of her work is done in live events. So you can imagine that a couple of months ago, Chris's world got turned upside down, but she continues to show up and do it powerfully and be there for us time and time again. And through Tony's work, which is amazing because his work is incredible so thank you carissa for joining me this morning and have a um happy sunday won't you when we get off this <laughs> yes i am so excited to be here thank you for having me oh you're so welcome now i love a good backstory and i know that uh the listeners love hearing people's journey of how they got to where they are today like how does this woman of um 26 is that right now yes, yes. how does she land this role working for tony robbins because you didn't start out planning your career to do this is that right no not at all she's shaking her head i had no idea this existed as an option yeah yeah and um i think that's the beauty of if you can get into that place where you're following your intuition and doing the things that feel good and feel right, you will find yourself in places that you never thought you would find yourself. So tell us your origin story, I guess, your backstory of your career journey. And what was the moment that you said, I need to work for this man? What, what roles are available? How can I make this happen? <laughs> what is so interesting is that this backstory is so condensed because I'm 26. So if you yeah. look back three years, I was getting <laughs> yeah. my master's degree at university in Illinois studying organizational communication. And the distinction of my life is that I had always loved pursuing life at a very intense level. I wanted to be a great communicator and I was into leadership and very attracted to peak performance qualities. And I read the books and did the things and I played division one college softball. So we're, you know, talking about leading a team and being a team player and all of those components that just have you pursuing life at a high level. So that's kind of the parallel that I had with Tony Robbins immediately. When you look at actually what I was doing in my career, after college, I immediately went into experiential marketing and I was living and working 
I was living in the suburbs of Chicago with my parents because I made such little money that I couldn't move into the city. And I was working in marketing. So I would be working with these great, sexy, fun brands like Taco Bell or the NFL or you know, Asics shoes. So you're partnering with Steve Aoki and putting together these really cool events. And within three months, three months, that's it. I'm leaving work one day and I see a flyer in my parking garage elevator and it says peak performance strategy session with Tony Robbins. And I'm like, Tony Robbins, my mom listens to this guy on, on the tapes in the car and I've heard about him and I've read some of the books and I will, I can condense this so quick because I saw the flyer and I'm somebody that always listens to those little like nudges. And whenever I think no, I'm like, well, what, what would I do to think yes? I've always been that way. I've always challenged my way of thinking. So when I saw the flyer, immediately it was like, how can I get there? How can I get there? What can I do to get there? I can't take time off work, but how can I make it happen? And I find a way to get there. I go to this event, lights out. I'm there for two hours. I'm like, this is so much fun. These are my people. And I had spent some time in my life, in my early 20s, kind of living my life as a reflection of who I was around and what other 20-somethings were doing, even though on the inside, I always felt like like a 35-year-old in like a 20s body. And um, when I got to that event, I immediately bought two tickets to Tony's next UPW, which stands for Unleash the Power Within. And I gifted it to my mom. So my mom and I went together. And this is in, um, I think, the end of 2017 or like really beginning stages of 2018. And we go to this four-day event. We walk on fire. I'm lit up. I'm just like so, I'm just feeling so I can do anything in the world. And I'm thinking, why did I not? have this experience when I was like 11 years old. And so when I'm at the event, the fourth and final day, I'm walking around the venue and I'm holding two tacos in my hands from a really famous Chicago taco place called Big Star, Big Star Taco. And I bump into this guy who looks in my mind like Shooter McGavin, who's a character from the movie Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just walked on fire at Tony Robbins. I feel like really lit up. And I go up to him and I'm like, sir, I just got to let you know, you look a lot like Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Fast forward, I find out that that man is Tony Robbins' brother-in-law. And now I'm like, whoa. And I have his business card. It's like velvety. It's heavy. And, you know, I leave that event and I just had a moment of clarity where I thought, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I just know that I need to lean in to what my desires, my passions are at a much more significant level because I had this fake belief that you could only really be doing what you were called to do in like your 30s. And people don't really get into like the depths of their career until their 30s. So I had all this time to just like be, be, have this small job. So I see this um, application and I'm reading it. And it's like, you're, this is long-winded, but this is the story. And it's like, you're going to be Tony's national speaker. You're going to travel the country. You're going to, you know, work with top brands, get trained by Tony. It's professional speaking. I have no experience. I'm 23 years old. I just decide I can. That's it. The final, the sentence of the job description said, unless you believe you are in the top 2% of applicants, save your time and do not apply. And I only looked at the word believe, unless you believe you're in the top 2% of applicants. So for anyone listening today, 
how my story might be able to relate to you, even though we have a difference in ages, do you just believe in yourself? Mm. All I had to do was for two seconds, believe in myself enough to submit that application so that they could see that I had, I'd like to say I had the uterus to send that in and, just, <laughs> you know, really lean into what's your passion yeah. what you want. And if it is, then it's a no already. So you have nothing to lose. And, you know, four, 14 hours later, phone interview. And, here and tell me about, tell me about that process because it was a bit of a grueling process, wasn't it? Did you have to submit yes. a video as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I submit a video, you submit essentially a 60 second video of why you're the best for the, the role. And I took that very seriously. I rented out a space in downtown Chicago. I had a friend be my videographer. I put a bunch of like subliminal messaging in the background. I had a thing that said like, say yes. And I had something else that said, hire me. And I had his book stacked up behind me. And it was very like, you couldn't tell, but if you really looked at the picture frame, it'd be like, say yes and hire me and Tony stuff. And I just, I mean, I laid a lot of passion in 60 seconds. I wrapped it up into a really beautiful application bundle and sent it in. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I would love to go back a little bit further. Like, what do you think it was that made you this driven as a young woman? Because you were obviously driven through your high school years and college. Yeah. 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 Was there anything in terms of growing up or did you just, <laughs> you know, it was, was this a, something innate in you all the time that you were like, if I'm going to go after something, I'm going to go a hundred percent. I'm not going to stop until I, either get this thing or something else comes in the way of me getting this thing. Yeah. I know my core belief in myself is that I can actually achieve anything that I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so with that belief, that fundamental belief, there's nothing out there. Like if I desire it, I know that I have the work ethic to make it happen, even if I don't know how. And the, the concept of nature versus nurture is really intense. And a lot of people question about this, but I really do think if you desire it, it's nurture. I desired to, to grab a lot out of life. I desired at a young age, I had the recognition that I've got one of these and I want to make a big impact and I want to use every day and every moment. So because I desired that my actions followed suit, how can I exhaust this experience. The best example I can give is when people ask me, or I hear people say, God, college were the days. I wish I could go back to college or, you know, look at my niece and nephew. They have no worries. I wish I could go back to that time. And I always say, I never want to go back to any time because I exhaust when I'm in it. I mm. give 150 so that when I close that chapter, I can't wait for what's next. And I don't have, I don't want to go back because I've given everything. And a lot of that I would attribute to athletics. I mean, mm -hmm. I started playing sports at a very young age and you, through the game, you learn things like you've got one shot, one at bat, mm -hmm. pressure is on, the bases are loaded. Can you sacrifice yourself for your teammate? Am I willing to hit a dinky, RBI so that we can score a run. And it's like these moments of challenge and of pressure and at a young age learning how to be a team player and support and cheer, even though you're sucking in life, but you have to support your, 
your teammates and their process. It's like these little lessons that I learned, I think made me approach life in a very aggressive and passionate way. And um, it's something that over time has been nurtured by my desire to invest in more content, like the trainings and the books and the CDs and the YouTubes, like I just consume it all. Yeah. And what was it about Tony's work that you, I mean, do you think it could have been anyone or do you think there's something about Tony's work that you just really clicked with and you thought this is, this is the next level of development for myself personally that I want to pursue. And this is the work that I need to be taking out into the world as well. Was there, there's something in particular about his style of work, uh, how, uh, you know, your capacity to coach and train people in the way that he does that really lit you up. He is hands down the best in the world. And Mm. there are other people that I value deeply. I study all of the other giants. Tony is the best. And Mm. he has, the content is laid out in such a a way that makes such perfect sense that I think it's so fundamental and foundation. and, And I think it should be mandatory for every human. If you're a human, you should study this content and training because he is, in my opinion, the godfather of self-development. Yes, Jim Rohn, but like Tony broke the industry open. The original coach is Tony. He created the term coach. And then, Mm. you know, now you see a lot of coaches, but he, I like to call him the OG. He's the original gangster. And he's still, he's impacted at this point, 50 million people from 100 different nations. Our impact is so big. Our massive is so big that if it were anyone else, truly, no, I don't think. I know I would still be in this work. I was so called to this role, not necessarily because of Tony, but because of the role itself is something that is like, I couldn't even have put together a better career path for me, but our company's mission. Tony's mm. created something that it's our company. Like we have a slogan, our life, our, our work changes lives. And he has created like a living, breathing organism that transforms human breakthrough. And it's like a huge responsibility to be a partner with him in changing lives and the best responsibility ever. And there is no one better than Tony, truly, in my opinion. And if I'm going to learn from someone, like he has a quote that he says, that's one of my favorites. And it's that we in life have a responsibility and a privilege to give back to this world by becoming more. And to become Mm -hmm. more, you have to learn and train and develop. And I want to learn and train and develop under the number one success coach on the planet. Yes, I study other things. But before that man mic drops one last time, I will absorb and extract every piece of content. And I'm not silly to think that like, I know these things. Like I'm so humble to the fact that I know what I know because I'm training so deeply under him. Um, But it's because there's going to have to be human beings that carry on this legacy. And I think we need to know the foundation. And Tony is like the foundation, the human psyche. That's so amazing. I think that when you find something like that, that uh, goes so much deeper than just the words that you repeat uh, and just the principles, it's like, I I can imagine this is your life's work almost now. Like I I can't even imagine you doing anything different, right? Oh my God, no. Set, I'm set, I'm set. This is it. (laughs) This is it. 
and it can look different. You know, there's different vehicles to make an impact, mm-hmm. but I am a partner in, in creating breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes change the word change, like no one really has to change. They kind of have to just come home to themselves. Yeah. And I was talking yeah. about this earlier that throughout years of social conditioning, we get conditioned through childhood and then you get conditioned through life. And we're all just like this big reflection of, and of mirrored people and we've taken on their beliefs and their way of acting. So it's like, once you really dive into this work, you're able to peel off the layers and become more and more true to exactly who you are. And once you get to that place of trueness and authenticity and alignment with your head and your heart and your spirit and the force of your identity, there is no limit to the amount of people you can impact in the world. And that truly is my life's work, assisting people in their own breakthrough to recognize that they are so capable of anything they want to do and being the source of like just the ignition. I just am the lighter, I'm the lighter, uh, lighter fluid. Uh, I, I'm just smiling and nodding and smiling and nodding all the way through this, but what you just said then, it's like, you're, you're, you're my sister from another mother, you know, (laughs) it just lights me up to know that, and I know that you impact men as well, but you have a particular interest in supporting women. And we'll talk a little bit about that later, but it, it really is going to, to catapult, I think the change that the world needs, right? When women are driven from within and being lit up and like you said in line with that heart and that true identity is yeah it's like nothing else and I think once you when you see people and they have that moment and they go oh actually I've got something here I've got something to give this world and they start to believe that in their core it's like they become unstoppable right you must witness so many incredible transformations yeah yeah daily I I just had a message from someone today who every moment there's things that are clicking and that's why I think it's important to dive into the way our world is evolving and right now we evolve we're very present on the social space and as you know you hang out with me on Instagram I it's a big priority for me to show up and um provide a place. Like I almost want to be the channel that you can click to that you can absolutely guarantee you're going to see something that ignites you, sparks you, makes you feel like, gosh, I just want to get out there and take over the world. And so I hang out with many humans on the social channels that are creating these massive momentum breakthroughs daily. And I call those risks. What's your relationship with risk? When's the last time you took a risk? When's the last time you wanted to just totally vomit and you did it anyway? And we've just named that today, we call it puke and rally. Uh, Do you feel like you can get to a place of you want to vomit, you're so scared, you don't know how you're going to do it, or you want to leave that corporate job and you're kind of ready, but you can't even make it happen. You're about to walk into your boss's office to quit the job so you can do your own business and you feel like you want to vomit. Like what I would tell you is puke and rally don't play safe at that point, step up forward into the fear. And that really small adjustment to leaning into the things that scare you will transform your life. And you'll take more risks in the next, in the next two weeks than you would have in the last two years. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's those moments, isn't it? It's those sliding door moments. It's so crazy how 
it comes down to that moment where you say, yes, I'm in, I, let's do this. <laughs> or you can, you know, or you can just walk away. And sometimes there will be times where you need to do that as well. But the more you lean into that discomfort, what's your relationship like with discomfort? Because I think this is something that, you know, we, we tend to, uh, I guess, when we're growing, there's a lot of discomfort. And sometimes we need to slow down and be in the transformation that we've had for a period of time. But I know that for the last few years, I've been really pushing my comfort zone and it's uncomfortable, but you can't get the change. I always, I always come back to the analogy of, you know, when the caterpillar is all like in his chrysalis and it's all squished in there, it has to go through that period of discomfort in order to become that butterfly. Talk to me about discomfort and why I'm assuming you think it's necessary for growth, right? (laughs) Yeah. what What you're talking about is that awkward time that no one talks about, which is when you're, Mm. You're not yet a butterfly, but you're not really a caterpillar anymore. And it's this middle feeling where you, you're in what you know you kind of want to be in, but we haven't, mm. like, we haven't like, you know, expanded to it all and leaned in fully. You're like dipping your toe in, but we haven't fully submerged. And the difference with being uncomfortable or risk I think there is a very important distinction between pushing through discomfort and forcing it Mm. compared to utilizing it. Mm. So I, when we suppress the feeling, the, whatever you suppress persists, whatever you resist persists. Mm. So if your feeling of discomfort is coming from you doing something else in your business. Let's say you want to like be more active and like go live on social media and you're afraid that everyone's going to judge you. So now you have this like fear of judgment or you have this feel of fear of being inadequate. Then in my, like some people might push that down and just like do it anyway. And that's one way of pushing the action. The way I feel it is like, Oh, I'm inadequate. Okay. I feel like I'm inadequate. Great. All those feelings of discomfort are just calls to action. So it's a call to action. So I feel discomfort. What's the action here that I'm being invited to? I feel inadequate. That's the lesson that there's more for me to grow. There's more room for me to become better. That's freaking great because I get to be better. What? So I'm showing like on my thermometer of like adequate would mean that I have no room to grow. So if I'm inadequate, Mm -hmm. that means I'm invited to, to step up to more. So now I would ask myself, okay, I'm feeling inadequate. What are some of the things that I could do to gain more experience and to feel like really in control here and support myself in this next step of going live on Instagram or whatever it is? And then that invitation was just a key learning for me to understand I had a little bit more room to grow. So I always look to the emotions. Whenever I find them, I get excited because I'm thinking, whoa, this is a call to action for me. There's something more here if I listen to it. Mm, mm. Yeah, I was actually just talking to a client about that yesterday around the fact that emotions we often feel in our body and we can feel those feelings often times before we've even thought the thought or that we're conscious to the thought that we're having. 
How much work do you do in terms of tuning into your body and your body sensations? And I know that you, you know, you have a fairly extensive morning routine and uh, we'll talk a little bit about peak state later, but uh, yeah, how much work do you do in terms of breath work or anything like that, that gets you centered in there? So you, you're, you really realize what's actually going on for me here, because I think sometimes if we're up here, we're not kind of, I think the body just has so much wisdom. So I don't know if you want to share anything on that. Yeah. I would share exactly what you said is the body mm. has wisdom if you're willing to listen to the small nudges and you have to get really, really quiet to listen to that. The moment you break into it, you're going to notice and receive so many messages and so many signals that your body wants you to know if you're aware. And I would say the last six months have is kind of in my personal evolution, mm-hmm. being 26, it's like, these are things that I'm, I every single day I'm evolving and learning more. So now I'm in this space of evolution where I'm, de- I'm, tapping at a much deeper level to not only my spirituality, but my connection to earth and my connection to my body and the sensation of my body. So when something happens that kind of throws me off or it gives me a feeling of heightened emotion, the first thing I will do is like, like hand on heart, hand on stomach. And I just kind of notice Mm -hmm. and feel what's going on because I can actually locate in my body where I'm noticing the discomfort. And if I sit with that feeling of discomfort and I investigate what really, what is really going on here? Am I angry or am I disappointed? Am I hurt? Do I feel alone? Do I feel isolated? Like once another time I felt isolated. What's something like perhaps in my childhood? And when when you get that woke or when you're that deeply into personal development, this can be a vicious cycle because you really, really think about everything. The gift in that is that you don't unpack your stuff on everyone else. You're able to listen and process and and go throughout a growth phase at a much more rapid rate. Um, so I would say that. I would say I'm very in tune with where and what I'm feeling. If I notice mm-hmm. discomfort, I can actually physically feel that in my body. And if you're listening to this and you think, wait, what are they talking about? They sound crazy. Ruby, KK, what's going on? I want you to think of the last time you got really nervous and you could feel the blood rush to your face. Or you started sweating down like your hip bone. Or something happened and you feel really guilty about it. So you got that nasty stomach feeling like you're just like a bad person. Or you see an old person eating alone at a coffee shop and it makes you so unbelievably sad that you can feel it in like the really deep back part of like your, your like heart, like your, um, your ribs a little bit. And Mm. all of those feelings, those are examples of like little trigger moments. Now, if you can listen to your body when those pop up more, you're going to notice when you have like resistance or someone says something to you and you're agreeing to like pick your friend up from the airport at three in the morning when you don't really want to. And you've got that little feeling of like, oh, like your throat closed up a little bit, but you said you would anyway. Well, that's a great example of us not having a boundary and our body signaling to us, you didn't use your voice. So if you can feel and, and be present, mm. recognize in your body when these sensations happen, you'll actually be able to learn what does like the true me all the way at the core feel about the situation. You just kind of have to really open up your ears to hear that from your body. So many opportunities, even just through physical and hormonal changes to tap into our body and to harness that. And I think um, it's, it's kind of a lost wisdom that we're coming back to. And, and it's really a beautiful gift that everyone has man or woman, but I think definitely women, 
when we tune in, we can also know what we need, what, what we need in that moment, because so many of us are out there trying to appease everyone else and worry about being judged and trying to be overly generous <laughs> to everyone around us that if we just tune into what's going on here, it'll tell you what it needs, right? Yeah. And I'm sure for someone like you that's quite on all the time, how do you how do you learn to slow down and switch off? And uh, would you say that your body gives you signs? Yeah, what do, what are some of your think like, practices that you do? Yeah, yeah, I get this question a lot because when people see my life through the lens of you know Instagram, oh yeah, the commentary is you're on twenty four seven, you push 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 push, and of course everyone wants to prescribe you what your life looks like, you know, yeah. and. What a human maybe doesn't see is that because I pursue self-growth and development and that's my life, that's my full-time sport, I take recovery and rest and, and, and presence and awareness and reflection. Those are also deep-seated practices in my life. And as a professional speaker, same thing with like managing my adrenal glands and making sure that I'm healthy and that I'm hydrated and I'm fueling my body for success. Those components are, are just naturally integrated into my life. The one area that I am not the greatest at is turning off. You know, I don't really. I'm pretty much, um, even when I'm doing like journaling and those things, like my mind goes to other places. However, I'm so, I'm so in love with what I do that like I don't want to go to bed and I can't wait to wake up. So it's like, this interesting time of my life where I just like, I'm like, ah, and even if I have stress, I don't label it as stress. I'm labeling it as excitement. I'm like, ah, I've got so much to do. This is exciting. And the pressure feels great. So my tips, tricks, and practices that are tried and true for me in my life are early mornings and late nights are sanctuary because everyone else is sleeping. They're sleeping at night while I'm awake doing stuff and they're sleeping in the morning while I'm up doing stuff. The afternoon I go, I'm, I'm a little off in the afternoon. So that's not my time to shine, but super early in the morning, 5.30 a.m. to 8, power hour, my, my sanctuary, late at night, sometimes up until like 1 or 1.30. So what am I doing in those times? Morning, it's super essential like moving your body, fueling with something great. Like I really love a really high, um, high protein, high fat diet. It gets my mind going super early in the morning. Some journaling, I call it janning, which is like the <laughs> marriage of journaling and planning. So that's a daily practice. Every single morning I'm releasing my brain into pages, into paper, so that all of like the creative juju from my brain is released so I can move on because I've put it somewhere. So um, that movement of your body, breath work, priming, we call it, which is setting your day up, some visualizing, like every day, a couple times a day, I'm getting present with the bigger goals that I have in my life and seeing through them and feeling through them in some type of meditative, active meditative practice. Yeah. And I guess with that, it's something that I've heard you say is, you know, I'm not a typical 26 year old. I'm not, and, and right now no one's out um, drinking and partying till all hours, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> you yeah. need a little bit of a rest from that occasionally. But 
I, I see a lot of parallels. I think when you uh, when you're really uh, conscious to what where you're going and what you want out of life, it doesn't mean that you don't have fun. It's just that fun is something different for you. And yeah. I can imagine that with the way that you live your life, it probably doesn't mean that if those times between in the mornings or at night are really precious to you and really sacred, then you can't be out in a club <laughs> until yeah. 1.30 in the morning because it's just not going to work. And yeah. There was a, um, yeah, there was a period of time where it was really confusing because I, so I don't drink like a glass of wine here or there, but I don't drink no drugs. I don't enjoy clubs. I mean, I love to dance. So if I'm going to go out mm-hmm. and dance, that's a different story. But like just to go out, it, there's a lot of human beings that get through like work week just to get to the weekend and then you party on the weekend just to go to a job you hate and then you rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. And that to me is the ultimate death. Like oh, yeah. me, that sounds like prison for me. And <laughs> I don't I don't enjoy that. So when people are like, well, let loose, have fun. I'm like, great, let's go to a, a conference. Let's go to like a group workout class. Like those are truly in my mind, what is fun. And because I've made a choice of how, of, of leaning into who I really am, it released the expectation for me to have to make other people feel good by going and doing things I don't really actually want to do. And because I had this weird pull at a young age, like I remember being in college and people wanting me to go out to parties and, and I would do it sometimes and I just wouldn't have fun the whole time. And cause it, I didn't actually want to do it. I just didn't have models of humans at my age that were doing the things I would be wanting to do, which is like the most essential component, whoever you are at whatever age, find someone you can model that's getting the results you want. Cause if I had another 20 fellow 20 something that felt the same way I did, it would have been easier to model. Um, but at 20, I mean, 20, I don't know, 22 or 23, that's when I had found Tony and I just started modeling him immediately. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's, that's such a key distinction that you make there in terms of, I've heard you talk about this before. And we know that age old saying you're the sum of the five or the 10 or however many people you surround yeah. yourself with. And we yeah. kind of have no excuses right now because I have the opportunity to connect with you and have a really powerful conversation that's, you know, this is awesome because this is impacting me and it's also going to impact thousands of other women that listen to this. So, you know, there's no excuse, people. (laughs) I'm just going to go hard on you for a second here. We have all the tools we need available to us. And the irony is, is most of them are free, right? Most of these people you can access uh, in an instant, if you really want to, you can even, you know, I sent Carissa some DMS and I would connect with her through that. And it doesn't mean that you have, you have a full on, uh, coaching conversation, but you have the, uh, capacity to dip into these people's world a little bit and just get a little bit of their, their juju and their, um, mojo. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I'm going to call this like it is, I think in the self-development world, it is hard sometimes to have polarizing opinions because people can be totally vultures. And mm-hmm. I've gotten confused before of trying to be too Switzerland. Like 
let's make everyone feel good. And I don't want you to feel like you have to push too hard because you should also be a divine goddess and flow and, and ease and grace. And it's like, hold up. Are you where you want to be in your life? And if you're not, change it. If you don't like your body, change it. If you don't like your relationship, change it. If you don't like your job, change it. And people will tell you the reasons why they cannot change it. And then I say, you can argue for that reason as long as you want to keep it. I don't have the money. How long have you not had the money? For years? Great. When's the time to change it? Or I'm not good enough. Well, how long have you thought that? What if you were good enough? What if you tried it and it worked? Now is really, if you're listening to this and this is speaking to your soul, I'm going to ask you one question. And that question is, what is one risk you could take the moment you hang up this podcast that will make you want to vomit and let you puke and rally, make you want to vomit and you do it anyway, because that one act of doing something you're absolutely terrified to do is going to teach your brain you can do hard things and you'll be more likely to keep the momentum going and who knows where you'll be i mean when we record the next one let's talk about sales because okay. you yes. essentially part of a role is sales isn't it yes. and i think uh this is a really powerful conversation for two women to have around sales let's and do it Doing her hair. Let's do this. Talk about sales. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. So this is a hot topic. You know, this is a topic that people in my experience, even putting themselves in front of someone like a potential client to get feedback on their ideas, not even selling at all, but simply sharing of your ideas. So that's even just the first step. We're not even yeah. talking about saying, hey, here's what I've, you know, here's how I could support you. Would you be interested in this? It's, there's something about it. There's something about this narrative that I don't want to be sold to that I want to, I want us to break through this and this conversation. And I think you are the woman to help me do that because everybody's uh, comeback when I say, okay, how do you feel about sales? Oh, I don't like being sold to is what they say time and time again. They find it really hard to break through that and be able to confidently share their value and not even, you know, you don't even have to call it selling if you don't want to, but give me your experience with sales because it's a big part of your role. Was it something that you were always really good at? And what's, how can we break through this is, is number one where I want to start with this conversation. Yeah. Let me ask you this question first. When do you ever feel like what you just said? Do you ever have a hesitance when you're actually engaged in the enrollment or selling process? Uh, very rarely, very okay. rarely now. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't, I, my, uh, my mission is to be able to help someone see the transformation that's possible for them. And okay. so, you, and I, that I can be the guide for that. So I don't ever see that as selling and I don't think, oh, I don't want to sell them because I want to be able to give them the opportunity. And if I can be the catalyst, then I'm, Fuck, I'm right there with you. Sorry to and swear. But. You, no, yeah, I love it. And if you don't share it, then what happens to that woman? 
it might take her a lot longer. She might never get the change that she wants. Um, she's, she could still be unhappy. She might find another vehicle, but it, it eats away at me when I know that I could have helped someone and I haven't said it. I haven't given that possibility. And it doesn't mean anything about me. That's the other thing is if someone it's, I just want to give them the best possible opportunity to say yes. Mm -hmm. But if they say no, not, not for me now, that doesn't actually mean anything about me. And I think that's another thing that I think that women fear is that judgment of no. Mm -hmm. And someone's going to say no to me. So, yeah. so let's riff. Let's riff. <laughs> so the first thing I'm obsessed with enrollment. And I use the term enrollment instead of sales because enrolling is a natural process that is organic. So if mm. you're a woman on this call and you hear the word sales and you have that feeling we talked about earlier in your stomach, you're going to have to go into that body and identify where is that feeling coming from? Did you get sold in a way that made you feel as though you didn't have the voice one time? Did you have an interaction at it's something in your life where you said yes to something and paid money and you didn't actually want to? What is the association that you have with sales? Because it might be coming from a situation in your life one time. Let me give you an example. One time I paid $3,500 for a fit, a virtual fitness coach that I didn't necessarily think I needed. However, the, the sales process was so smooth that I just bought it. And because I bought it, I actually didn't use one of the workouts. And I just... And paid the money. So I had this really bad feeling about sales because I was associating it to a, an in a situation where I was quote sold when I didn't want it. Now, what we need to talk about here is the association. If this is like saying you want to have a lot of money, but you think people with a lot of money are greedy. Well, then you're never mm -hmm. going to have a lot of money because you don't have a good association with it. My belief about sales, like for example, my product is Tony Robbins. I have the best product on the freaking planet. So my core belief in my belief system is that all is fair in love and war and selling people to get their ass to Tony Robbins because I know in the deep depths of my soul, they are in there for one second. The first four seconds that man opens his mouth, boom, transformation, mm -hmm. light out, game over. I am that confident in my product. So my first question is, are you confident in your product? If your answer is yes, and you still have resistance in selling, are you confident in yourself? Because you can only take people as far as you're willing to go, as far as you've been. So if you mm. have trained yourself and we're lacking confidence on the inside, that congruency, that Ruby, you have so clearly you're so congruent. You're doing this for their reasons and not yourself. You can be said no to because you have a product that you know you have to share. So mm. when anyone does coaching with me or training with me or buys something from me, I don't, I don't sell ever. People are mm. running towards me to get what I have because sales is a transfer of energy. Sales is yes. a transfer of energy. That's it. It's a transfer of energy. Are you lit up about what you got? No one's going to buy boring. That's for damn sure. If you're boring and you're quiet and you're whispering about what you have and you don't love it so much that you're shy. If you're selling shampoo, I want it. You better love the crap out of it. You should be 
sprinkling it all over yourself, bathing in it. You know, <laughs> I bought mine. I bought shampoo from somebody because I loved her. So disassociating that you have to use all these tactics to sell it. It's like, yes, you can learn those things as supportive elements, but the first thing you have to do is be able to believe in yourself. And the second thing that is so important is if you're worried and scared about selling or what somebody else thinks, that means that you are not focused on the needs of your client. You're focused on who? Mm. You. On you, yeah. Yeah. If you're worried about them not liking you or they think you're crazy, you know, we are, it, it, it means you're not focused on them. You're focused on yourself, which is the nastiest place to be because if you're there, you're not serving the client for their needs. And somebody that's in, it's like a doctor. You have to figure out where are they at and does your product actually fit? If you were to prescribe mm. them a solution that isn't for what they have, if you were to give them medication without diagnosing the problem, that would be malpractice as a doctor. So someone in an enrollment process, you get to sit down and diagnose needs. All right, let's sit down. Let's dive into this because you have the most exciting product on planet earth. I want to figure out, is my product perfect for you? Going to take you where you want to go. Let's investigate it. Let's talk about you. Are you serving them for their reasons and not your own? That's going to help your client feel heard, seen, taken care of. And then you're able to place your product that's the perfect solution for them in their hands so that they get to the solutions that they want for their reasons, not because you gave them to them, but because they guided themselves there. That's the power of questions. Oh, gosh, woman, you are, you are good. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, I hope that everyone listening to this has taken just even a little bit of what Carissa is saying because I think this is this is the secret to unlocking the possibility for so many of these women not only that I work with but that follow both of us in our worlds if you really want to step into your greatness and you really want to share your gifts with your with the world because making money doing that would make you the happiest, then you have uh, no, you have an obligation to put it in front a of them. Moral obligation. <laughs> when I am with someone, this is the way I think, I think of it. When I am in the enrollment process. So anyone listening to this, you're going to follow me on Instagram and you're going to see, I sell our UPW events and I sell an eight week coaching program. Now I'm just as skeptical of people that want to join. I'm like, I don't know if it's good for you. Why? Why must you do this now? I'm interviewing them to see if they're a fit for me because I truly feel like this should be an equal partnership. Not everyone's perfect. I'm not like, buy my product, buy my product, buy my product. When I get with them, when I'm actually in the moment of engaging in conversation, I understand what their needs are. And if I know my product is going to work for them, which 99% of the time it is, in my brain, they're in a burning building. And I have to be sophisticated enough as a leader and ethical enough as a leader through my language to paint this vision that helps them walk out of the burning building, dust themselves off and get to the destination by, I'm not going to pull them there, but I'm going to guide them there. And until mm. I, and I will stay with them until, because sometimes they just need someone to believe in themselves more than they believe in themselves. And I'm willing to do that. But as an ethical human, 
you cannot leave them in the burning building. And when you give up because you, you feel inadequate yourself, you just let somebody, their dreams die. Mm, mm, and I can't yes. do that to my people. I can't do that to my people. I'm so committed to their results. And oftentimes, I, you can tell I'm lit up and passionate about this, but like oftentimes I'll tell people like, listen, I'm so committed to your transformation. If by the time you're done with this process, you don't feel like it was everything I said it would be, then our company will reimburse you and I'll reimburse you on top of it. So we'll pay you because you didn't like it. And then I'll pay you again. So you can take money, but that's how committed I am to your results. Mm. Oh, yes. It's really got to come from your heart. You can sniff it out if it's not authentic. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that uh, it also comes from you knowing your work really well and knowing the transformation, having experienced that transformation for yourself as well. Yeah. You know what it's like for that person to be in those shoes where they're standing at their first UPW or date with destiny and they're going, what the hell have I got myself into? Yes. <laughs> and you're like, just wait, just wait those four yeah. seconds. Like you said, you know what that feels like. So you have to yeah. have been through that transformation to yourself yes. to be able to stick back in that woman or man's shoes and say, and we're talking, this is for products as well. This is not just selling yeah. services. Uh, yeah. It's exactly the same. And once you have experienced it for yourself, you can go, oh, I know where she is right now. I know what yeah. that feels like, but I also know that you don't have to feel like that anymore. Yeah. And it's important to understand we call it pain versus pleasure in the Tony world. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're actually able to uncover your client's most important need, what do they really need and want? And as an ethical leader, if your product fits that, then you need to help them get to what they need or want. Mm. That's your job as a leader. That is your job and your duty as a leader. You have a moral and ethical obligation to help guide them to that. Yes. Yes. Okay. I hope everybody pauses that section of the podcast, rewinds and listens to it again over and over again until you are so fired up that no excuses anymore. We've got this. Okay, ladies. All right. So something that obviously connected us was your uh, value that you deliver through social media. I know you deliver value through other means as well, but that's how we were connected. And the sheer volume of uh, support, information, inspiration, all of these things that you give through uh, your social media is unbelievable. Like I, I am blown away constantly like I said right in the beginning when I introduced you I was like this woman will be there for you night and day literally (laughs) she'll take you through her bedtime routine as well if you want (laughs) Um, how do you consistently show up day in and day out because I think there's a difference um, something actually my husband said the other day was there's there's a very big difference between showing up and just turning up so what is it that makes you want to be there for those people day in and day out? And I'm sure you have days where, you know, you want to be 
um, hiding in a corner or you do have to rest. Uh, we all have those days, but 99% of the time, KK's there for you. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just have to say that means so much to me because I don't always, I don't always get the feedback of what it feels like to be on the mm. receiving end of it. Mm. And I do really focus on, um, being there. Like I want to be when someone's waking up in the morning and they're like not feeling it, I want to be the thing that they can say, okay, I know exactly where to go. And they go there and they get whatever they need to get themselves to do the thing, to take the risk, to take the action, to get out of bed, to make the phone call, to ask for the deal, whatever it is. I want to be that juice and that source. And where I find it's really easy to do that is because I link so much pleasure to doing it. I have fun doing it. And mm. so we have a narrative on our mind, like it's not fun. Well, then you're not going to want to get on Instagram. You're not going to want to show up and create the content. If you have a feeling that it's fun though, like my reward is that my reward is, um, people reading something and then they go out and do something because they saw me eat fire on my Instagram. And it's like, they are the fact that that portal, like I see that portal, like it's my own TV channel. And that's my life's work. And so I just link a lot of fun and a lot of pleasure to the act of creation. I'm kind of a creative person anyway. Before Tony, I was a photographer. So putting that together is really fun for me. And then um, second, I would say, if I only showed up when I feel like it, I'd be out of business. Yes, yes. If I only showed up yes. when I feel like it, I'd be out of business. How much do you believe in building trust through that? process as well how much do you think tr uh this is also about getting the trust of these people that you want to work with that you really want to serve at a deeper level how important do you think that plays in the in the process i think well we know that you, you have to know someone like someone and trust someone in order to have them really become a committed member of your community and for me my Instagram, I would say is arguably one of the most authentic accounts that's like out there right now, because I truly show up in the fullest expression of myself. I'm not just like only getting on when I look great. Like I'm on this podcast right now, fresh after a workout. It's like, I totally like don't, you know, but I'm here. And that's why I'm taking you in doing the, the weird slow-mo dancing videos, or I'm just showing you exactly who I am because humans want to do business with other humans, not humans that look like they've got this fancy world all great and put together. It's like, who are you really? And so for me, I want you to know that you, you and I are no different. We're both just these humans and these women that are out here making it happen. And I've got nothing that you don't have. So the authenticity, I think, is the distinction. And that builds trust. Like mm. showing up and being authentic and talking about your real feelings and really what's up. And not in a way, like a lot of people assume that to do that, you have to talk about everything that's wrong. You know, let me get on here and tell you about like how this went wrong and how this went wrong and how this went wrong. I don't think that's really being a leader. I think it's important to honor some of those feelings. And I also think it's important to vision cast. So what you see me doing is what I actually do in my daily life. I sit down and I think about these outlandish things that I can make happen. And then I go make them happen. Because to me, I want to show people that's possible. So that's really where I think the trust comes in is walking your talk. Mm, yes, yes. And we can't do that unless we allow ourselves to be visible to a certain capacity, right? Yeah. No one's going to yeah. buy yourself if they don't know you exist. 
straight <laughs> up. They're not gonna. And people, a lot yeah. of people put up a picture with a sexy caption, but it's a curated caption and it's not connected to your life. I want to see the picture that shows what you're doing in the caption. Like, take me on your life. I want to see in your world. Once you commit to bringing people into your world, I mean, you got to bring them into your world. That that means they see, they see everything. I mean, truly. Okay. One last question. And then we are going to part ways for today. Unleash her power within. Now, is this your, yes, she's raising her hands up to the sky. Is UHPW your initiative? Tell us what UHPW is. Yeah. Okay. So UHPW is a community of women that study the Tony Robbins curriculum and attend Tony Robbins events in person. I actually have a, let me grab it for you. Hold on. Um, this, this right here is the denim jacket. And we wear these adorable matching denim jackets. Thousands of women, we go to the events together in person and we wear these super cute matching denim jackets. The tagline is you can sit with us. And about, I don't know, six or eight months ago, I attended an event that was with a bunch of women. And for a long time, I had been heavily living in my masculine energy. And I didn't really meet the feminine side of me until I attended this event. And these women held tremendous space for me. It allowed me to open up and be vulnerable. I ended up canceling everything and stayed the entire event, even though I was just the speaker. I became a participant, stayed all three days. And just like, I surrendered to being seen and being felt and heard and understood and and guided and and safe and all of these incredible feelings. And that moment was the moment I decided I would love to do this for other women at our events. And I remember the first time I went to a Tony event thinking, wow, I I have to bring my mom because she knows who Tony is, but no one my age knows who's he. I couldn't possibly go with my friends. I wouldn't have anyone to go with or could I go? I'm in a corporate job and I can't get time off work. And a lot of the moms I work with say things like, well, I can possibly take time away from the kids or be selfish for me to invest or none of my girlfriends are self-development or Tony Robbins who, or what's mindset. And it just made me feel like my purpose right now is to bring women to this community, to this experience where they can elevate from doing something as simple as like four days with their girlfriends and their mindset and really diving in. And that's where it came from. It's it's a place for women to be in community that's unlike any other. And yeah, it came from the experience that I have and we launched it and it grew really fast. We have like about 700 women that are involved in the community already. And it's growing at like an exponentially fast rate because our next program starts June 1st. Wow. So let me get this straight. If someone in Australia attends a UPW event, could we become part of that community? Do we have to be based in the US? No, you can join anywhere. So what we've pivoted to right now, obviously given Corona, you couldn't go to an in-person UPW if you wanted to. So we've pivoted the program and now I'm really excited to announce it's actually eight weeks of training with me like pre-crowded content. It's eight weeks of live coaching. And with that, it it comes with a UPW ticket to use anytime in 2020 or 2021. So that's kind of like a bundle 
Um, and it's including both. And the reason for that is we want to meet humans where they're at. So I have a lot of women in London and we have some in Switzerland and some in Australia that are, and I think someone in Colombia that join in and they tune in and they watch the recordings because they can't show up live, but that's what the community is there for. We have a really incredible group of women, a community portal, a place where you can gather all the recordings from the trainings. And we go through eight weeks together, starting the week of June 1st. And then a woman gets to decide in 2020 or 2021, which event, if she wants to go, which one she would want to go to. And a credit is included with the program. Oh, that is, I, I know. think I'm going to run out and buy this. Yeah, this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We, I would love, the girls would love you. I'd love to have oh. you. Oh, you're so kind. Carissa, uh, as I said, you're, you're just a soul sister. I can't believe that we've actually had the opportunity to have this conversation, which has been of benefit to all of the women that listen to this, but I've gotten so much out of you. So thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for making this time on your Sunday in Chicago and, uh, sharing all of your wisdom I think we probably need to get you on again because you there's there's a ton of questions I had that we haven't even touched the surface of so oh my gosh I would love to we'll do a round two we'll do a round two for sure and anyone listening that wants to be involved with me deeper you can text podcast to 77948 fingers crossed that works but you should be able to do that and get all the juicy details on how to hang with me Amazing. Amazing. I'll pop that in the show notes so everybody knows where to go straight to. And they can follow you on Instagram at Carissa Kuchis. That's your Instagram. Yeah, Yeah. Carissa underscore Kuchis. Beautiful. And there's also an Instagram for Unleash Her Power Within as well, isn't there? Yeah. And you'll find that right on my page. Yes. Yes. Beauty. Amazing. Thank you, beautiful woman. I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate you.